everybody. This is Gosha from Cosmic Agency. How are you all doing out there in the world? I'm here from Barcelona. Fine. It's a gray day, but I don't actually mind. I don't mind gray days. Let's continue with the subject. Uh, today, it's a very interesting episode of our updates. I want you to stay, if it's possible, for the duration of this video, because in the second part, I'll be talking about the most interesting part of this of this video, which is timelines and how they actually work. And this is going to be related with the economic reset and the ascension, because uh, someone on the Spanish channel asked a very good question about this. And and a very interesting and fascinating conversation has developed. And Zvaru is explaining in a very clear and precise way the, the workings and the operations of the individual versus collective timelines. And she is using the specific image to illustrate that. So that's in the second part. I'm going to start this video with just a fast, curious fact. And this is about the number of women and the number of men in Taigeta, because it was said, yes, it's true that this is a matriarchal society. This means there are more women than men. However, because someone asked, how does it work uh, reproductively then if there are more women than, than men? Actually, uh, reproductively, looking from that perspective, it's actually the same. It's 50-50. And why? Because the, the women who are, let's call it in excess, let's just call it that way, are the ones who are incarnating in Taigeta as women to pursue other fields of life rather than companionship with men and reproduction and family. So these women are focused on areas such as science, art, spirituality, and they have transcended the need of the romantic partnership and they are simply alone. So this way we have what we have left. It's 50-50. Other women are interested in the romantic pursuits and so are men. So it is, it is equaled. It is balanced out. But it's interesting, uh, that as you know, they don't get old in the same way. Well, actually they, they, they do advance in let's call it age, but it doesn't reflect on the outside. So also another curious fact, when you, when, when you approach a target and a woman, a, or a man, you don't know their age. So, so sometimes it is, it is interesting when, when the man is trying to approach a girl or a woman, they don't know if she is 20 or she is 800 years old. So it only comes out in the interaction, in the interaction and in the conversation. So that's why usually it's men who wait for women to, to take, to take the first step towards them and not the, not the other way around. They are not dominant one in this society. Well, that's it. That was just a curious fact about women versus men in Taigeta. Now, I want to continue on to actually someone's question. Someone sent me this question, and I think it is very appropriate to read the response that Zvaru gave me because I'm sure this is something that everybody is asking. Maybe not everybody, but a lot of people are surely asking this question. So, this is about... The ships, the ships, the spaceships, the UFOs that seem to be appearing, responding to your mental telepathic communication callings. Like, you know, when you, when you feel you are connecting with them, you are trying to call them, please come, come, come. And suddenly they appear outside of your house or wherever. So this someone asked me to, to maybe, you know, consult about this. 
asks Valoui these chips are theirs or, or not theirs. Do they respond to these types of callings? Uh, because let's not forget, they are not light beings. They are physical, biological beings, people like us. So is it really practical for them to be responding to these types of call and gear up and go and just appear to leave a, a signal for people? Well, apparently they don't do that. They, I'm just talking about star, target and starships. So let's see what she actually responded in this subject. The question again, people who call you mentally and then the ships appear, are you the ones? Is it you? I don't think it's as easy as that, though, right, Zvaru? She responds, okay, another thing may be going on here. We are 5D target and Pleiadians, but we are not the only Pleiadians here, and many are from other densities above us, manifesting there as light, light ships, all kinds of different ships. It's impossible to say if those are Pleiadian, as those who inhabit those higher densities do not stick to only one place and one identity. They are primordial and they belong to the universe, not just Pleiadians alone. When you are above 5D, you no longer adhere to a concept such as Pleiadian. And here I just want to intersect. This is very important because... Uh, some of the ships that appear, yes, they could be responding mentally, but they are probably from higher than 5D. But at this point, it's hard to say if they are Pleiadian or not, because as she explains, above those 5D levels, the identity dissolves itself. So you cannot really see yourself as Pleiadian or Acturian or this or that. Maybe you might have a Pleiadian flavor, and she, as she said. By the way, this also relates to channelings. She, she explains that whenever someone is uh, channeling or what they feel is they're channeling a being from beyond 5D, 6, 7, 8, and 9D, uh, it's, it's, very rare, it's very improbable that this is a specific race because in that level, that form of duality and that level of identity association dissolves itself and they merge with a higher reality and with a higher essence of themselves. What could be happening is that they are channeling someone with a Pleiadian flavor. But just as this being from 8D could be connecting and channeling with the Pleiadian flavor, they could also sw switch and could be connecting through their Arcturian flavor self. So when you are channeling and connecting with a being from beyond 5D, as I said, it's not as strict. There are no, no, no identities as clear as that. It gets more complicated. So the same happens here with the ships. So this is what she uh, responds. And no, Gosha, you are right. It's not as easy as that. If he, this person who asked the question, is manifesting the ships with his thought, it is not us. It may be also other things, spirits and elementals, elementals from earth reacting to his messages. Also take, take into consideration and remember that telepathy is quite suppressed there. It's not as easy as they are led as you people are led to think. Pleiadian, she explains, the Pleiadian term is like being European. Once you are awakened though, transcend 
and you freely roam all over. You are from a higher density. You are from the world, universe. So the concept of calling strictly Pleiadian lightships with your mind, I don't think so. Sorry. It's like him calling us, hi there, telepathically, and me and my companion running, scrambling, as it's called, to get into our flight gear, run up the ship, ramp, fire up the engines, a lot of flight path, ask for clearance to take off, set our heading to his location, go throttle up, and hope he has not gone inside his house once we get there. Not practical at all. As you see here, they have a sense of humor. They have a very intelligent sense of humor, by the way. So, you know, just because, you know, they are 5D physical beings and their ships are physical ships. So it's not really very practical for them to be responding to all these calls. Imagine how many calls are there every day. So here I say, yes, Varo, because I think people still keep thinking of you in terms of unmaterial light beings. And she responds, yes, I know. And there are those. Of course, yes, but they cannot be called Pleiadians. Too simple a term for them. So if you're connecting mentally, calling a ship, it responds, it's probably from beyond 5D. And in this point, it's difficult to say if it's Pleiadian or not, because as she says, they lose the sense of identity in that sense, in that way. Yes, clear, clear. I think very clear. Now, another question which was asked by the same person, is this. Why haven't you responded my calls all my life? And why haven't I been used for greater service? Why have I been left alone all this time? This is a man who regards himself as a Pleiadian starseed. So this is a question that probably most of you are asking yourself. So this is, this is the answer. Oh, wow. A book can be written to answer that. The one in control of that, why haven't you answered my calls, is himself. He designed his life that way, contact or no contact. The reasons, it's a short and intense incarnation, you keep forgetting that. And to many, the whole point is to experience separation, the game. I cannot hold his specific answer to that question as he alone is the one who must find his answers. Why have I been used for greater service? How does he know that? The parameters of what is important and what is not are very different from here and from there. He should not judge his usefulness from a human point of view and human terms and values. He is being everything he must be, and he is of service, exactly as he should be. This is a short answer, and it gets very long. And why have I been left alone all this time? Answer, you have never been alone. The separation is an illusion for you to have an experience. You do not get lost. No one really does. In any case... You decided that as well, and it was you indeed. But no, you have never been alone. This is a short answer. As she says, a book could be written about this subject. But this is the answer in summary. We have never been alone. So no stressing. You know, we have 
talked about this before about people who have who have this inner feeling and this includes me in the past who who want to do more or who want who feel that their mission is not being fulfilled that they are not used for the greater service or they're not contributing but you are you know you don't judge yourself like she said with the human parameters from within the 3d incarnation because as she also said many times before just to be here sometimes just to incarnate this is already a mission this is a mi- you are on a mission living life and existing and expressing who you are to the world That's important. Don't forget that the connection with yourself and expressing who you are to the world. This is realizing your mission. So you are on the track. So don't stress yourself too much about this. And you have never been alone. I do want to continue to the next subject, which is the main part of this video. This is a very fascinating conversation that developed after I asked her a question that also came from the crowd. It was asked by many people about the economic reset because it was mentioned last year that something like that was being worked on and people want to know, you know, what's the update? So what is the update? Svaru never likes to give any predictions or dates and it will be understood exactly why after you watch this video, you understand exactly why it is not appropriate or not, not convenient and even impossible, especially in modern times, and you understand that why too, to give predictions. And this is exactly what she says. I do not give more predictions because they are not fulfilled as expected. It looks like we have no control over what happens or that the predictions are false. This happens to the best prophets, for lack of a better name. They do not understand why they see something very clearly and it doesn't happen later. The simple act of observing changes the result. Now, the problem is that they do not understand that they, she means people, us, all of us. The problem is that they do not understand that there are alternate temporal lines, timelines, entangled. And although each person is a timeline in itself, it is possible to observe one as a whole by making an average or looking at the average of what is observed by each individual one. So in this way, yes, you can make some kind of prediction. So just remember, Zvaru always insists that every single person is in an individual timeline. There is no such a thing as a collective timeline in itself. It only looks so as all individual timelines share the same focused point of observations or of, of a certain belief. And this is going to be very nicely understood later on in this video. This conti- She continues. Very interesting. Also, in times of Nostradamus, there were few variants of timelines since the perception of the reality of the human population was very unified globally. Nowadays, that is not so precise, giving predictions, because never before have there been so many timelines going in and out of the perceptual reality of the human population. Interesting. In short, 
by the very nature of the misnamed space-time, you cannot make predictions. As for the economic reset, this is still in effect, postponing more and more and getting the population accustomed, holding the economy artificially from two fronts, the economic matrix propped up by the Federal Reserve bankers, and on the other hand, by the Federation, Arcturians and Ummos. Reset, resetting is not, financial reset is not convenient though at this precise moment. I ask, sustained economy by the Federation? What does this refer to? It refers to the hacking of financial computers by the Arcturians and Ummos. But the economy in general is like a cracked dam full of holes and propped up everywhere with cracks and new holes coming out every day and pinched and patched daily. Sooner or later, it will break. Nothing more from me to add on this point as I am not the economy expert, but now this is what piqued my interest. Svaru, you said, never before have there been so many lines going in and out of the perceptual reality of the human population. Why are there more timelines now? Response. Because every person is a timeline. It only looks like a collective line when a population or group of people or two people share the same points of view. So at the time of Nostradamus in the Middle Ages, almost everyone perceived reality in the same way, collective line. But today, too many people differ in their concepts, creating multiple collectives that cause multiple temporary lines. Also, we have a lot more extraterrestrial starseeds incarnating, all of them adding and contributing to this mix of different perceptual interpretations of reality. That's another factor. So the question is, okay, so it means that before it was easier to predict something than now, right? She says, that's right. An example. You have 100 people. It's the Middle Ages. Of those 100 people, 90 believe in what Vatican tells them. Six are the Vatican who knows what they invent and have their own beliefs. And the remaining are four. Two are indigenous ones, one who is a Buddhist and one who is a madman. <laughs> she, she can be funny, Varuk, sometimes, yes, madman. Collective lines, five. Today, you have 100 people, but 12 are Catholic, 12 are Christian, 26 are Buddhist, and who knows what else. It is a madness of temporary lines. With 90 people out of 100 believing and saying the same, predicting is easy. When you have so many variants and so many interests, it is no longer easy to predict because everything changes every day. And what applies to one group of people does not apply to another. Everything that you even think or imagine is reality somewhere with an infinite number of variants. If I've thought about it or someone else has, so that's how it will be somewhere. What limits its manifestation right now, today, there, is the series of agreements and beliefs to which you are subject. But that does not apply everywhere. And here I ask a question. On this subject, Zvaru, someone has left me a good question. 
and it is connected with the subject of individual timelines, but it's about the ascension. The question goes, you said that the essential was individual and depends on the individual, but it has also been said that the center of the galaxy itself emits energies that contribute to the ascension in general, that the entire galaxy is also ascending. So how does the ascension of the galaxy then relate to the individual ascension of each one of us? And now I'm going to do, I'm going to present you the Zvaru's answer, but I'm going not to read it, but I'm going to present you in this, in this other video format. Here is Zvaru's answer. Have you seen the cables for hanging bridges? How are they inside? See the cable as a collective timeline. But the cable is composed of many more thick ones intertwined or braided. They are alternate but parallel timelines. And the individual loose threads that form these are the people. In itself, each person is a timeline per se, going from beginning to end as a progressive line from the past to the future as a temporary arrow while the ascension is something individual and can change the direction of the individual threads, like those that are coming off loose in the image, most agree to follow a specific pre-dictated pattern where everyone forms something bigger, collective temporary line. The cable or collective timeline can be as big as a galaxy or as small as a single person. So the ascension is as much collective when they have agreed upon it or personal according to where they want to pay their attention at what time. It depends on if they focus on the collective galactive, collective planetary, collective Spain, collective of a city or individual. That cable in the Middle Ages was new, and all or almost all the threads that formed it worked in unison to manifest reality. But today, the cable is breaking everywhere because of the interests and alternate and different points of view of the terrestrial population that is unusually varied and complex. End of analogy. And this can be applied to the economic reset timeline, right? Sure, it can be applied to any timeline. They can be collective ones that props up the matrix, like those wires neatly braided to form the major wire. Or they can go in their own direction. If they find more threads like you, an alternate composite wire could be created with a different direction and a purpose. So the energy coming out of the center of the galaxy and making the whole galaxy ascend can be applied both at the level of the personal timeline, if we focus there, as much as the planetary one. That's right. So you are giving people other points of view, breaking the temporary line in some way. Yes, I break the timeline with this. 
For that reason, I said that also this disclosure or contact with us as a foreign species from outside the Earth also has aspects that could be seen as negative by messing up the composite cable of terrestrial reality forming loose threads. I see it as very positive. Yes, and they also intertwine with ours. With what purpose does this happen, Svaru? For the growth of consciousness as a result of experience and exposure to alternate realities. Also, it does not have to have a practical sense. After all, the practical reason is only one or from one specific point of view and not from others. So, very interesting, right? Very, very, very illustrative, very good and precise and clear example, an image, the basis of which it can be clearly seen and understood how these different timelines are individual, but they are also part of the larger whole. So, uh, I really love this example. Uh you know, I loved, I love the fact, I love the answer when she said that, you know, we are breaking the cable. This is basic, basically with this information, with, with, you know, pointing your attention to certain awakened states of being. It's basically breaking, breaking from the matrix cable. We are breaking from the main matrix cable and venturing off into our own ones. This is amazing. This is Zvaru's work. Before some time ago, few months ago, she was relating to this as collapsing the timeline. She said she's a timeline collapser. She's, what she's trying to do with this information and this, and these videos is collapse the timeline. And not just with these videos. She's also working on other levels as it was explained. But now she's also adding this another angle here. She's breaking the cable. She's breaking the main matrix cable and making making the people, you know, venture off into the side cable, create their own, own reality because that's what we are. We are the creators of the reality. And there's no no obligating us to be to be following in the same matrix direction as the reptilians and the controllers want us want us to go. So very exciting. I am very happy that you are forming a part of this new cable and this new thread that is, you know, being composed here. And, um, and yes, I have, I have no words. This, 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 this video, uh, this information, when she was giving it to us, it really touched me emotionally. I remember I was, I got even teary because you know, being, you know, it's even if it's the second year of our contact already, I'm still pinching myself and I still sometimes can't, you know, get over the idea that here I am sitting in front of the computer and the words appear with these amazing answers, metaphysical, deep, complex answers and, you know, to our questions. And it's so unbelievable. And she never even doubts. I don't even remember very few times when she was doubting how to respond. Uh, there's no matter what question we ask, she always responds in a very intelligent and fast and deep way. And it's just very moving to be in her presence. You know, she's a very special, magical being to us. She means so much to us. And, and I'm so happy to be able to bring this to you and share her words with you. You know, she, every time she speaks, she's like moving something profoundly within my soul and uh, doing something. And I seriously believe, because she also said that, that 
the, her words are not just the words, but she charges them telepathically. You know, she loads them with the, with, with the expansive meaning and components. And, and they do reach me. They do reach me. And I do believe and I do know that it also reaches thousands of people, thousands of people who listen to these, to these words. You know, um, I'm mainly talking about the, the Spanish channel right now, but, the English one is also growing. Thank you so much for being part of this. More is coming, of course. Thank you, Zvaru. I don't know if you're watching. I think she's not watching anymore the videos. Uh, she's in other areas right now of work, but I'm pretty sure others are watching. So thank you, all of you. Thank you for, for sticking around and for continuing to help and continuing to provide your assistance to us. Thank you so much. Thank you to all the races who are providing the assistance. More is needed, please. <laughs> Thank you so much. And until next video, bye-bye.